Today on Sagittarian Matters, dead pets, dog comedy, dancer in the dark, and more. With my guest, Allie Liebegott. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the from Los Angeles, California. What a week. I currently have peak PMS and I am feeling intolerant to the following things. Heat, the sound of garbage trucks, men trying to cut me in line at the airport, men's voices on the radio, dirt, the act of answering emails, and the idea that I have six jobs. That's my PMS report for you. Um, This week, our terrible president said some terrible things that he would like to do in reference to trans people. Um, If you are trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming, or gender queer, please know that Sagittarian Matters has your back. For what it's worth, this podcast has your back. If you are an ally or friend to those sorts of people, I do recommend, if you haven't already, you extend yourself to check in on your friends this week and make sure they're doing okay. Bring them a cookie. Bring them a snack. Don't make them do a a bunch of emotional labor or perform how they're feeling for you. Just say, I hope you're doing okay. Um, And promise that you are going to march, vote, phone call, rage in the streets, do whatever you have to do to protect your friends because it can feel very isolating and scary during these dark times when the president, everyone said, was just a buffoon who wasn't actually going to do anything, tries to do something that has these kinds of consequences. It's getting real handmaid's tale up in the Whole Foods parking lot this week. Um, This week, I traveled to Seattle to engage in a feminist debate slash argument with poet and writer Morgan Parker. We discussed capitalism, misogyny, making art during fascism, how to be a good ally, and more. As a matter of fact, nobody won at the end of the debate. We just communicated and agreed and boosted each other's opinions for the most part. I will try to have Morgan on an upcoming episode of the podcast because, of course, I love her now, and I want you to hear all about her great book, There are more beautiful things than Beyonce. Now, on to today's show. Today on the podcast, I have Ali Liebegott, comedian and writer and former sister spitter, with me for a spooky pet seance. Producer Chris and I did confirm today that this is the weirdest podcast we've ever done and possibly the weirdest thing either of us have ever heard on a podcast that we listen to. So I hope you will stick with us as we get out the crystal ball and we resurrect the voices of all our deceased pets into one room to discuss current events. Um, a few side notes. Isadora Mavis Crowley is the pseudonym of a Dalmatian that Allie had named Rorschach. So those names will be interchangeable. My dog, Beja, died as a teenage girl. Um, Wishbone was a terrier mix that I adopted at age 10 who had dementia. And producer Ponyo did not come to the seance because I wanted her to firmly stay in the physical plane. And I didn't want her to come back haunted by the ghosts of these other dogs. So that's what's coming up this week. I hope you will enjoy our pet seance where the animals are channeling through us. And have a very happy, happy Halloween. Allie Liebegott is the award-winning author of the books The Beautifully Worthless, The IHOP Papers, Cha-Ching, and the upcoming book The Summer of Dead Birds. Allie has toured the country with Sister Spit, which is where we met, 
She currently lives in Los Angeles. She used to write for the Emmy award-winning show Transparent, and she currently writes for television. You can find Allie painting or having a nervous breakdown on her couch. Now please enjoy my talk with Allie Liebegaard. Okay, so when I worked at Rainbow Grocery, my back was always out because of standing on concrete all day and cashiering. And I would be cashiering with like all of those um, those medicinal back patches. I don't know what you you're just like arnica. You no, know, but it was like there was like a it's like a Chinese um, like tiger bomb tiger bomb sort of thing. And then once I had to break a new roll of pennies and the pennies scattered all over the floor and I could see them there and I knew I had to bend down and pick them up, but I didn't know how I'd do it. And the <laughs> customer was waiting and I was like, uh, hang on a second. And I just folded myself slowly over to pick up the pennies. What is life? What is life? And now we're in Los Angeles, California. Yes. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Allie. Allie Liebegott, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Leo. Yes. You are an author. Yes. A writer of television. Yes. And a painter. That's a harder thing to claim, but yes. We're literally sitting in a room full of your paintings that you have spent a year on. Yes. I'm a painter. Hear me roar. (laughs) (laughs) Allie, you have, before we, before I turn the lights down low Mm. and we, you know, gear up the crystal ball up to a 10, and have our pet seance. I want to say you did write a book called The Summer of Dead Birds. Yes. With Feminist Press. It's coming out probably in March. March 2019. March 12th. People can pre-order it now. And if they look hard enough, they might be able to find it in real life. Um, they can pre-order it from Feminist Press. It's a follow-up book to uh, my first book, which was called The Beautifully Worthless that on City Lights. Maybe you'd like some of my other books, <laughs> Chicken Soup for the Lesbian Soul, um, <laughs> Lesbian for the Chicken Soup Soul. Oh, uh, that's that's a favorite. That's the, it's, I'm vegan, but it is a favorite of mine, despite all that. Um, this book is beautiful. Thank you. It's really special. I cried at least three times. No. Yes, but I was so glad. It was one of those things that you cry while you're reading it, and afterwards you don't feel like bereft or like it's taken something from you you still feel like it gave you something you didn't have a schindler's list hangover (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't or what's the wrestler was the wrestler with mickey work yeah yeah i I never watched that what about bjork where she's in the factory and she can't see (laughs) what about breaking what about requiem for a dream where they have to saw the arm off because he's a heroin addict i never saw that you didn't feel like but i saw dancer yeah it was not like like dancer in the dark i was crying like on the way to the car 30 minutes later and then a friend told me she bought it on dvd or vhs whatever was happening then and i was like why would you want to watch bjork get hung over and over again wait does she get hung she gets hung i don't remember that oh my god she's blind She's blind and she works at a factory pretending not to be no, blind. I remember that. Okay, so then her son has the same disease and he's going to go blind unless she can get him the surgery. So she's saving her pennies right, right. from the factory to get him the surgery. The guy who lives next door who can see sees her hiding her money when she can't tell he's there and then he steals it to buy his like wife a car or something. And then Bjork gets really upset. They get in a fight and the guy kills himself in front of her. Bjork gets framed 
for the crime and then gets hung. What misogynist <laughs> wrote that film? Lars von Trier. Oh, that bastard. Okay, I saw Breaking the Waves on Christmas. I never saw that. <laughs> it's a great Christmas movie. It's, God, what, what's wrong with Lars von Trier? Does he need a hug? He's a horrible person. I, I would never hug him. He wouldn't let you go and he'd make it weird. I heard that he's writing Paddington 3. <laughs> oh, Allie, you were on the podcast before talking about Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to. Paddington 2. Paddington. I guess Paddington just got really wrapped up in a whole Me Too thing. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, I can't say that. Wait, I have to get really close to you to do this. Okay, so I'm going to turn on the lights. But I, haven't, I haven't brushed my teeth. I'm, it's okay. I just had like a burrito and some coffee, okay. so I'm killing you. Uh, I'm, I'm canceling it out. Do you see someone under there? My fat cat Swanson is under the desk. So you have... Okay, so he's going to join us for the seance. Okay. Um, we're going to have a pet seance right now because we both have... A, we've both put down a lot of pets. Mm. Not, yes. Not because we wanted to, but because they wanted, they needed us to. And some would say you put down one of my pets, Nicole. <laughs> should we go there? Sure. <laughs> Hold on, let me. <laughs> Nicole was house sitting, and my lovebird Angel, who was an awful person, um, died the day that she left, and to this day. <laughs> We don't know what happened. We don't know if Nicole left some cocaine on a table and Angel did a line. We just know that Angel died. And the irony is Nicole is the biggest animal lover there is. And that that the bird would die and her death was... It's a very Natalie Holloway story. We don't know exactly what happened. I mean, I guess some people would say they do know what happened to Natalie Holloway. But anyway... Um, yeah. But Peepspeed did contact you via animal communicator. Yes. Sonic Youth's pet psychics claimed that Angel, whose nickname was Peepspeed, um, said that Nicole didn't kill (laughs) him. It was Hamatsi, my cat, uh, who is also now dead, who was eaten by a coyote, um, Oh, this is fun, huh? <laughs> Everyone enjoying their day out there? <laughs> that Hamatsi had attacked Peeps B and they Peeps B had sustained internal injuries. Which I don't believe is true. I think with when you're a tiny love bird you probably die the day a cat attacks you. You don't like live on for nine months with an internal injury. You're too small. I didn't shake the baby. I didn't give the baby drugs. I was. I'm going to ask you something once. This is like a Barbara <laughs> Walters question. Did you or did you not ever lick fentanyl patches with Peeps B? I care not to say. Okay. I can't recall. Let's move on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did paint you a portrait of Peeps B. Yes, it's in my bathroom. As an immense. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to turn on the lights. Okay. I'm firing up the crystal ball. Okay. It is glowing. We have the ashes of several pets. We have the remains of several pets around us. Mm-hmm. And your your dog, your current dog, Sammy and Flocka, are sitting right on the outskirts of the room. Okay. Okay. We're going to invite the pets in, pets that either of us have have said goodbye to. 
And once they're here, I do have questions for, for them from some listeners. The first pet I'm seeing, it looks like they're, they're stepping up. They have spots. It looks like they're stepping up to a microphone as if it's an open mic. <laughs> do you see? I do see. It's, is it Rorschach, my old Dalmatian? Hold on, hold on. She's she's starting to say something. Isadora's my name. Slam poetry's my game. <laughs> it's Isadora Mavis Crowley, the alter ego of Rorschach, my old Dalmatian. Don't talk about me now that I'm dead. You've profited off me more than enough. <laughs> Isadora, how do you feel about being depicted in this book, The Summer of Dead Birds? I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. My whole life was a humiliation living in poor apartments, made to eat the poorest of kibble. I come from such a fine pedigree. Oh, where, where do you come from? Manhattan. Are they, What's the afterlife, afterlife like? Are there rich husbands there? Yes, but they all have that erectile dysfunction. <laughs> it's a real drag here, a real drag. But I just did find some Capri 100 cigarettes, which has been hard to get here, so I'm happy. Um, like, hello? What are we doing here? Who's that? Oh, it's Beja. Beja? It's Insecure Teen Beja. <laughs> Beja, what are you doing? Like, is there a new Taylor Swift record? Um, I think she's really woke. And, like, I'm so happy to be here. I heard Taylor Swift got vaginal rejuvenation <laughs> surgery. Um, okay. Like, that's really annoying. Uh, hello? I'm caught between worlds. Hello? Who's that? Can anyone help me? It's Flocker. I'm caught between worlds. I can't find my Prozac. Help! Help me! Help! God! Here comes the mailman. God, I can't take it. I can't take it. Oh, God, a leaf is falling. What do I do? God! Uh, Hello? Get the, I gotta get the mailman out of here. <laughs> who's that? It's Wishbone. Wishbone. Wait, so who's here? It's Isadora and Beja and Wishbone and Flock. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. What's everyone doing? I was thinking we go down to Senor Frogs and have some shots. Um, I'm, like, not old enough for that. So, like, I do have my learner's permit, though, because I'm 15. So, like, if you're in the passenger seat, I could maybe drive us there. Huh, I can't drive. I got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to, I'm happy to, like, call an Uber or something. What, what is the why? <laughs> How is now? Um, like, wishbone, is that supposed to be, like, a riddle or a poem or a joke? Hello. Who's that? 
Hello. <laughs> Is that a Matsy? <laughs> Come on down to Matsy's. We got love seats. We got furniture. We got mirrors. We got uh, headboards with uh, little foam things on them. Matsy's. Matsy's. <laughs> Clearance sale. Liquidation. Everything must go. <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> Who's dead in this room? I am. <laughs> I'll call between worlds. Flocka, Flocka, you're alive. You're alive. God. When will the pain of life end? <laughs> no. I don't, don't want to run around being a hungry ghost. It's my biggest fear. Wait, Isadora, have you ever met Flocka before? Flocka's the dog that came after you. So, you know, after Isadora Mavis Crowley died, Allie um, adopted a, a dog from Mexico who was a street dog who's named Flocka. Between worlds. <laughs> what do they think? Flocka, have you ever met Isadora before? No, I never met her. I never met a Dalmatian. <laughs> I don't remember. How do you, what do you think? I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand any of it. I just feel so anxious. I just feel so anxious. I'm doing everything wrong. I gotta wash my hands again. Oh, God. I wash them seven or eight times. I gotta wash them again. <laughs> Are you an anxious dog? I feel anxious. <laughs> I feel so anxious. I'm getting little lumps from anxiety. The Prozac's not helping. Don't give me no more of those pot cookies, neither. They're not helping. I don't feel good. Mrs. Crowley, what do you think of the new dogs? So there's Flocka, and then there's Sammy. Allie got two dogs after you passed away. I'm of the finest pedigree. I never was poor like them. Those poor, homeless animals. (laughs) What did they do to get themselves in that predicament? You must work hard like I did. I married many, many rich men. The finest men. Mrs. Crowley, I heard that you would bite people and that you had a strange temperament when you were on this plane. No comment. Today's episode is brought to you by Lagusta's Luscious Chocolates. Organic, fair trade. Always vegan caramels, bonbons, bars, and more. Made for you in New Paltz, New York, with passion and politics. You can use the offer code SAGITTARIAN for 10% off your order at LaGustasLuscious.com. And hey, if you are feeling the fall spirit, try their Caramel and Autumn Leaves box, filled with apple caramels, maple pecan caramels, and delicious chocolate-painted leaves with vegan maple cream. Follow them on Instagram at... Augusta's Luscious for secret sales and behind-the-scenes candy making. I'm going to spell it for you. L-A-G-U-S-T-A-S Luscious. Now, I need to have some real talk with you and tell you that I have been a long-time fan of this food, and when I lived in the middle of nowhere, I signed myself up to get Augusta's chocolates once a month for the year I was away from home, and it made my month. It made my life. It was the maybe one of the nicest things I've ever done for myself. So anyway, if you want to try these chocolates because they are delicious and do a nice thing for yourself, you get 10% off your order at lagustasluscious.com with the offer code Sagittarian. Allie, what was Rorschach like when, when she was with you? Rorschach was a lovely angel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who bit every girlfriend I had in the face. Um, you know, Rorschach was perfect. She was a perfect 
beautiful Dalmatian who was like a person who I drove across country several times with, but she was unpredictable. That was her problem. How did she get to be a rich widow? Um, How did, you know, actually, Isadora Mavis Crowley, there was, we went, Beth went to school with someone who um, had a professor named Mrs. Crowley. And Mrs. Crowley always talked like this with our jaw kind of set. And we kind of gave that persona to Rorschach, who was like constantly judging our life and being like, why do we have to live in a one bedroom apartment? I'm better than this. And sometimes we'd go watch baseball games. And when the pitcher would huddle with the team over something, we we would imagine that he was brokenhearted because Isadora Mavis Crowley had left him. And the team was saying, you got to forget her, man. You got to get over her. She hurt all of us. And then one day your dog went, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I loved Rorschach so much, but she, and I, I, I I thought I can't ever get another Dalmatian though. They're too crazy. They're unpredictable because you just go to pet her. And then all of a sudden she'd try to like snap at you. Like, or if you were sleeping and she was in the bed, she would snap at you. But then I ended up with dogs that are crazier than she ever was. So I remember after she died, you were bereft and you posted. This is one of the only flame wars I've gotten into on Facebook. You posted a picture. You had you had really taken care of her towards the end. You were carrying her up and down flights and flights of stairs. That was Beth Pickens because we lived on the third floor. And because my back was see, it's coming full circle. My back was always out from working at the grocery store. Beth would carry her down the stairs three times a day or four times a day to go to the bathroom because we, you know, we're in San Francisco. And yeah. she and she was like in infirm. She would sometimes like her, you know, parts of her body would collapse. Like you guys really like went, you know, went to the mats taking care of her towards the end. So then as soon as she died, you found a more special needs Dalmatian. That was at some Dalmatian Fritz. ranch. Fritz, and who he, came from Save a Spot Dalmatian Rescue in Toluca Lake. Fritz was a cross between a Dalmatian and a, um, uh, what's the dog? A Dotson. And he looked like a Dotson with a perfect Dalmatian coat. And he was so cute, but he was deaf and insane. And he had been running the streets of Fresno for three months and they caught him. And he was so sweet and so cute, but he had terrible separation anxiety. So if you went into the other room for like one second, he would eat the entire shower curtain. But so this doc you posted on Facebook, I feel like it was somebody else. It was somebody that I think had like was no... Was it Lavinia? It was someone with like no legs. It was something that was like another physical challenge, kind of like very special needs dog in your time of most grief. And everyone on Facebook is a bunch of enablers. They were all like, you should get him. It's your dog for sure. Like I, I have the firm belief that if you put a picture of a banana peel on Instagram and you said, what do you think, guys? They'd be like, it's for you. It's meant to be. That's your banana peel. Go get it, girl. Um, so I posted, I don't think that you should get a senior dog right now. Right. Or so, It was a dog that was like 13 years old, yeah, yeah. blind like paralyzed garbage. and you were like what do you think garbage <laughs> not garbage but no, just garbage not <laughs> not meant for this right. and then some guy who doesn't know me he doesn't know that my house is a hospice for senior dogs or that i work with old people or anything he was like 
at Nicole George's, some people just don't see the value in senior citizens. Oh, I remember who that was. That was um, this, I think that was Michael Thomas Ford, who yes, was, was a gay uh, author who's written like 40 books and and also does a lot of animal rescue. So it was like a queer animal rescue off. You guys turned on each other as we, <laughs> as we like to do in the queer community. Um, we and turned, we were flame, we were, we were flame throwing, you know. I'm a, I'm a like, let's get, I'm a like, let's make love, not war, you know, which is why I'm not on Facebook anymore. But, um, yeah, this is it for me though. No more dogs after these guys die. In fact, if anyone wants these two, you're more than welcome to have them. Wait, Sammy just walked in the room. I don't, I, what do you mean, daddy? Come on. I'm a good guy. Sammy kind of grosses me out sometimes. I, could I, do you mind if I sing in my Halloween song? Oh, you have Halloween. It's Halloween is coming up. Yeah, I got a good one ready. <laughs> Trick a treat. Smell my peen. Have a happy Halloween. <laughs> well. <laughs> do you like it? Do you think it's funny? <laughs> I think it's really funny. Did you say smell my peen? Yeah, smell my peen. Come on. What? What? Well, you can't take a joke. This isn't the time for jokes like that, Sammy. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm feeling a presence. It's short and it's long. Mother. Mother. (laughs) Who's that? It's Fat Bobby. Fat Bobby, where have you been? I've been in the afterlife. The afterlife. Fat Bobby is a cat that Allie and Beth adopted. How did he get the name Fat Bobby? He was so fat. <laughs> I met Fat Bobby at the shelter on 15th Street. I, Fat Bobby was a rebound from Gato. Gato was... <laughs> I forgot about Gato. Gato was the cat that I brought home from Mexico who was maybe the best cat I've ever had. Who That's a whole other... He had skin cancer pot. from living... He lived on the beach of, in, in, the, in Akumal and we used to have the queer writing retreat down there and we'd go every summer and he would he was a beach cat and then one year everyone's like leave him alone he has a perfect life in mexico even though it was like skin and bones like he's perfect he's fine and i was like so for a couple years we didn't bring him home and then i was like fuck this shit we brought him home he was so happy he was so happy when i came home from work he ran to the door and Beth Pickens almost died in an airplane accident, bringing him back from Mexico where the plane had to make an emergency landing. And he peed inside the carrier, much to everyone's anger. But he got to, came back to America and he died six. We knew he wasn't going to live long because he had this skin cancer. But we wanted to give him a nice last six months. He'd sit in front of the wall heater. Mm. And then we found out he does now customer service for Rosetta Stone. What do you mean? <laughs> he... <laughs> that's what he's doing in the afterlife how did you find this out from an animal communicator I called customer service once for rosetta stone and he had answered it what does his voice sound like he's like um what was gato's voice gato's voice was daddy he's so sweet i loved gato gato was perfect gato was so when you but say he, it how he we had the nose the it was disgusting because he would sneeze blood on you because he had skin cancer on his nose. 
But when you say a couple years, you would go to Mexico every year and he would just still be around. Yes. So like you would and, go. And then he got to know me. And when I, I remember one year I came back and it had been a year and he saw me and he just came running to me. And I was like, this is the year we got to bring him home. Fuck all these people who are like, what are you going to do? Put him in an apartment when he has a perfect <laughs> life in Mexico. I was like, I don't know if he has a perfect life. That was me. He eats one lizard every three weeks. But okay, Nicole. <laughs> I was like, don't get Flocka. Yeah, I shouldn't have gotten Flocka. I shouldn't have any. After this, I think I'll only have cats. It's too much. It's too hard to travel and do things. Um. Oh, I see somebody else coming around. Hey. Hey. It's Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. Hey. How's it going? It's been a long time. I've been, I've been over here for about mm, mm, twelve years, long time, eight years to nine years. Hey, lamb chop, want to get a drink tonight? Okay, I gotta stretch and rub my wiener on the floor for a second first. You ever had a mai tai? They're really good. Anyone see my Prozac? <laughs> Oh, I'm getting the leg zaps. I haven't had it in so long. Are any of you, like, over 18? Because I need someone to help me drive. I can't go into the bar, but I will drive you there because I need the practice. Okay, I have a listener question from Diane. What do you think of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings? Okay. Seems like a fine man. Enjoys beer. I don't know. I love Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I think he is such a nice guy. Once, we did Devil's Triangle together, and it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much I don't know if you've ever... Here's the thing, though. I did it wrong at first. The whole thing with Devil's Triangle is you can't look another man in the eye. And I did. Wait, like, what is that? Like... I'm like a teenage girl, and I don't know what you're talking about. Is that like a drinking game? Everyone said this party was going to be fun. (laughs) I don't feel okay. (laughs) Wait, what is the devil's trick? I don't know. We didn't do that. I don't... Oh, God, you whippersnappers. Come on. Come on down to Mozzie's. We got love seats. <laughs> we got Amwas. We got <laughs> Beasy Boys. We got. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I believe like women. I think like women. I mean, like when Selena Gomez was dating Justin Bieber, I wasn't as pro woman because like Justin Bieber's so hot. But like in general, I just think we should like believe them. Like feminism's cool. I just don't feel really good. I just feel like I gotta lay down for a while and sleep. All of the endorphins are gone in my brain. Um, Sometimes God does make mistakes. Isadora, have you ever run into Beja in the afterworld? (laughs) Um, she like doesn't. She pretends like she doesn't know me, which I think is like really rude. Isadora is my name. Slam poetry is my game. Uh, can I get on the open mic? <clears throat> What's a slam poem? Sounds really fun. Is it like those parties I go to with Brett? I think he was just lifting weights at his friend Flim Flam's house. He couldn't have done anything wrong. 
Look, it's in his calendar. He's got a calendar. I'd respect the calendar. I love beer, too. <laughs> I drink it all the time. I love beer. You ever been to you ever been to Hooters? It's really fun. And the women are beautiful at Hooters. They're beautiful women. <laughs> Does Brett Kavanaugh like your Halloween song? Oh yeah. We wrote it together. We wrote it together. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters is brought to you by Lagusta's Luscious, Anthony Pinto, Mary Pinson, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Christy Harrod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 billion, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's Ponyo's voice. Allie, do you have any questions for Lamb Chop, Beja, or Wishbone hmm. about the afterlife? Yes. Yes. Um, do you have any advice now that you're dead about how people should be? What should we be doing with our? What should we be doing with our time on Earth? Who is that question for? Um, how about Beja? Wait, like, am I dead? Oh my god! Does that mean that these dogs are all ghosts? I'm like so scared. <laughs> um, maybe like Sammy could hold me or something. <clears throat> Happy to do it. <laughs> Come over to Sammy. Sammy likes to give hugs. <laughs> Will you repeat the question? What are we supposed to be doing with our time on Earth? The real question. The real question, the wishbone here, the real question is, how, how is now? How, what is time? What is the why? And then I'll take my leave walking through a hedge. <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> a lamb chop. <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know. Just uh, be nice to people. Bite men when you see them. Grab a pant leg. Rip a hole in some tights. Pee on the floor, it doesn't matter. Someone will clean it up for you. And make sure above all you bark at your roommates, people you've known for a very long time. <laughs> That's really good advice, you guys. I'm glad we had this seance. <laughs> so you could bring some of your wisdom down to earth. Um, Flocka, do you have any advice for people on how... Uh, on the best ways to spend their time? Is there anything you'd like to do before you die? I'm just going to invest in cryogenics. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I could freeze my brain and fix it next time. You enjoy being on Earth this much? I just I don't know. I want to enjoy it, and I just can't. I just can't enjoy it. <laughs> Everything's a threat. <laughs> um, how does Flocka act, Allie, in real life? Oh. When did Flocka get her voice? I want to say Lamb Chop is a dog I met as an old man, and so his personality was always old man, old wiener dog. Standard wiener dog, so kind of big, red, gray muzzle, always groaning. Uh, he would always rub himself on the carpet. 
And he did famously pee on the floor so much that once when I was gone, the pee came through my floor, through the ceiling of my neighbor downstairs. I would be so mad if I was your neighbor. She was having her first sleepover with her girlfriend, who would then be her wife, and the pee came through the ceiling onto her bed as they were in bed together. Were they into it? <laughs> no, Natalie started punching at the ceiling because she not, was so mad. They're not kink people. <laughs> not, not dog pee kink. Did she just open her mouth and try to drink it <laughs> as it came down? <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> that doesn't sound that bad. I love drinking piss. <laughs> I love a golden shower. Once. I was in Russia with Trump. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have the best hookers. Oh, my God. I just piss all over me. And tell me I'm a bad boy. Now, Sammy, where did you come from? I'm also from Mexico. I'm from a tiny town called Coya. It's like a fishing village. When I was little, I had to eat, like, sticks and stuff. But for some reason, I'm all right with it all, you know? And then I came to America. Now I'm just rich. You know what I mean? You kind of sound like you're from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But, like, I that's where I came from. I, I had complete mange. I didn't have no hairs on my head. <laughs> and there was a veterinarian in the Playa del Carmen who looked just like... Julia Louis Dreyfus, and she adopted me and kind of got me a back of my feet. You know, you can see I got this sort of, a lot of people think it's like a, a male balding pattern, but it's not. It's just scars from the mange. And then I just came here and I got so fat and it feels so great. And I'm just like, you know, I don't ever have a bad day. Can I ask you a hard question? Sure. <laughs> so your best buds are Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, they're great guys. We, we do so much together. They're really nice. But have, do they know that you're an immigrant from Mexico? Jeez, I don't know if it's ever come up. <laughs> have you heard? I can't imagine it would bother them. <laughs> have you told them that your sister Flaca is an immigrant from Mexico? That's my sister? I've been working <laughs> her. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just was wondering. I just did, I just wanted to know if it had ever come up when you guys were hanging out having beers or, or anything. Oh, I love beer. <laughs> I had a dog named Lou. Oh, by the way, yeah. sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I just, you're just a woman and I can't really see you. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just a talking mouth. You I know? understand. <clears throat> Brad told me, which is really exciting. I'm not supposed to talk about it. He could maybe get me a job on the Supreme Court. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't wait because I have a very strong opinion about abortion. Because when I was little, I was sterilized against my will. (laughs) And I think it's a terrible thing to do to people. So I'm just like, women need to have those babies and do, you know, do what the man says. Um, I'm still waiting for, like, my first period, but I don't think it's that cool. I was also sterilized against my will. <laughs> Come on down to Mozzie's. We got love seats. We got, we got, we got armoires. We got, uh, we got, uh, window coverings. We got mini blinds. Come on down to Mozzie's. Clearance sale. Everything must go. Mrs. Crowley, did you ever have children? No, I find them to be a real nuisance. <laughs> Children. Mrs. Crowley, are you also a Republican? I don't discuss politics in public. 
did it if you if you were a Republican? My husbands have always handled the finances as did, it should be. Did it bother you to be raised by lesbians? <laughs> did you mind being raised by by radical lesbians? Well, I wasn't raised by lesbians. One of them is surely a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that Allie's not a man. But she looks like a man, no. Um, <clears throat> Mrs. Crowley, uh, I heard from your publicist that you had a hard out. So do you need to leave? Do you have anything to say before you leave us, Mrs. Crowley? Just that this whole thing has been a disgrace. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my publicist. Allie is not a man. No comment. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mrs. Crowley. Um, Beja, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, like, I thought Sammy was really cute, but he's kind of grossing me out. And like, I was sterilized, but I'm like glad because it just seems like really cool. And like, if you tie me outside of somewhere, I am going to bark so much that someone calls social services. But like, it doesn't mean that I don't know my own mind. Um, And like, I'm a woman and like, I'm the next generation. May I please say something in closing? Who's that? Flocka? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to say just one thing in closing. Mental illness is something that we can all fight. What is? Everyday mental illness. <laughs> and it is an epidemic. And nobody has to be alone. Also, the, the writings of Thich Nhat Hanh have helped me immensely. Especially his book on anger. What did you learn from that book? Just that sometimes when we consume anger in a lot of ways through media, poultry that has not been treated right in other ways, we can absorb it and it adds to our own. Anger is what kills. Thank you so much, Flocka. Allie, you've dressed as Flocka before for a comedy set. How did that go for you? Well, I have a stand-up persona. That two people enjoy <laughs> on planet Earth. <laughs> Wear a Flocka suit and do stand-up as Flocka. Can you tell me whatever joke? Sure. Um, let's see, what's a good Flocka joke? How come a lot of times people think there's a gift for a dog that's not really a gift? Like... Someone will be making a sandwich and they drop a piece of ham on the floor and the ham falls in between the stove and the fridge in that area that has all the grease and the dust. And then the person take the end of the mop and they move the ham out, right? And then they pick it up and they say, here, Flocka, here's a treat. Flocka, do you want something nice to eat? Here you go. <laughs> You don't think that's a good gift? I just feel like there's not love behind it. Do you have any other? <laughs> and then Sammy, um, <clears throat> you're you're both still alive. You're both still alive, so you have things to do. But we need to say goodbye to our otherworldly friends. Wishbone, do you have anything else to say to people before you go? Uh. No. You know what I want to say now that I'm back? Oh, fuck you, Baisha. What? Like, that's rude. Like, fuck you. 
Your tail's always hitting me in the face. You're still eating my food, even though we're in the afterlife. And I just want you to leave me alone. Fuck, fuck you, Beja. Fuck you. Oh my god, I forgot that Wishbone, when she got dementia, would start cursing all the time. Also, I'm bi. Oh. We know you're bi. Once, like, a handsome lesbian held Wishbone and she said she was bi. Do you think bisexuality is real? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like the pole and the hole. <laughs> uh, I think I'm bi. <laughs> Fuck you, Baja. She's trying to take my food right now. Oh, my God. Don't be so uptight. It just looks good. You weren't going to finish it anyway. You were talking. <sighs> I'm, like, really hungry. There's no carbs in my cancer diet. So what? I'm on a kidney diet and it's all carbs. <laughs> Leave me alone, Baja. I'm happy questioning. <laughs> Does the Q and LGBT... I think I'm actually asexual. <laughs> I'm asexual. It's okay. That's a thing. I feel comfortable with it. Um, Like, I'm going to go because, like, I just finished all of Wishbone's food and, like, she's being kind of a bitch. But it's, like, great to see you guys again. And, like, Mrs. Crowley, even though you don't look at me, it's, like, was cool to see you. I was... I was used for the face of the cameo. <laughs> it's based on me. Come on down to Mozzie's. We got love seats. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.